Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the Catherine B. Roy Show, where passion meets profit and dreams turn into flourishing businesses. I'm your host, Catherine B. Roy. I'm thrilled to introduce you to extraordinary high achievers, Nobel Peace Prize and Emmy winners, Premier League and NFL players, best-selling authors, seven-figures business owners, coaches, consultants, therapists, and a plethora of brilliant minds. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to making our world a better place. Expect inspiration, practical tools, and positivity. But that's not all. In the spirit of growth, don't forget to explore the valuable resources shared in the episode description. Whether you're here to learn or collaborate, this podcast has something special just for you. Welcome to Catherine Biroy Show. Today, I have a very special guest, and I'm sure you will get a lot of value. Paul Courage hosted a top 10 business podcast show, Boss Academy Radio, which led to the founding of Boss Academy, an international accelerator success platform designed to give small business leaders and entrepreneurs real business ownership success strategies. Through this amazing community, Paul delivers resources and opportunities to members which accelerate business and personal growth in an empowering environment. An experienced coach and consultant, Paul understands that success only begins with movement. Through his program, Action Over Analysis, he helps entrepreneurs and business leaders become empowered as he helps them avoid analysis paralysis. In addition, he is a certified behavioral expert leveraging DISC and mo- you see, when you when you guys give me all these complicated biographies in English, which is not my native language, and when I stumble upon, I tend to make jokes. <laughs> but okay. you will you will forgive me. Paul is contributor to the business learning application called Outvisor, and I have to say, I tried that that one. Is that correct? And yeah. I, I'm completely amazed. We will we will talk about it, which is a value-added partner of CEO Crossing, featured among experts such as Seth Godin and Guy Kawasaki. He provides insights on sales, business management, and entrepreneurship. Well, we started nicely. <laughs> Welcome, Paul. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Well, I was testing you with that bio. You did quite well. Yeah, sure. I, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... <sighs> breathe yeah yeah but first time we met i felt like i know you like my oh whole yeah I feel so like this is kind of been, cool i feel like we've been friends for years and we've talked one other time it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah but i want my my audience to know that i truly highly respect you i was checking out your work of course yeah. and i tried some of it and i want uh, um, for them to know that but let's start from from the beginning uh, a lot of people try to do something they try to achieve goals they try to be successful but mostly i have to admit i'm meeting people who are not succeeding in achieving their, their goals what do you think is the main reason look i, I... I think we all have ebbs and flows at times too. And entrepreneurship is about, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon and it's a, it's a long journey. I've had moments of massive failure mm-hmm. and I've had moments of great success. And I think it comes down to one area and that's, I started looking at people that were really successful in, in, in their name or at least in, in uh, their outward appearance and often 
it wasn't that they were the smartest person in the room. It wasn't that they were doing the most compelling things. Sometimes they were offering the same thing somebody else was selling, but they were selling more of it. Mm -hmm. And I started looking at what's the one driving factor and it's movement. Uh, I think a lot of people try and think their way to success and not, not intentionally, but you know, we get bogged down with, should I do this? Should I not do that? Well, the guy over here that's, that's running laps around you is taking action. Mm -hmm. They may not be taking the right action, but they're taking action. They're figuring out what's working, what's not. And then they're shifting Mm -hmm. and that's how they're learning and growing. Whereas a lot of times we have amazing ideas that we're not applying or we're spending too much time trying to make it perfect. Mm-hmm. And perfection's often this form of procrastination in its own right, because if we want it to be perfect, it's always an excuse why we're not getting it out there in the marketplace. And I'm sure you faced it. I know I've faced it. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it's not good enough. Nobody's going to buy that. Or it's kind of embarrassing the way it is. Well, the other person that I mentioned is creating something that's, really maybe not that great, but they've got it out there mm-hmm. and then they're able to adjust it as they're going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you know, you think Catherine about these people that launch programs. I've got a friend, she spent several years of work in psychology and other things around mindset. Mm-hmm. She built up this program. She invested years in building and then she's really struggling to sell it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the model of, sell it first and then see if the market wants it. And if the market wants it, then create it. Mm -hmm. Now that's hard for a lot of us because well, I can't create something after I've sold it. Well, you can, if you launch it in stages, right? If you roll it out. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what it comes down to is often movement and also understanding what's the market really asking for. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. I'm a recovered perfectionist. And as you saw, I didn't read your bio perfectly, but I learned that we're all humans and we make mistakes and that's perfectly fine. We could yeah. go and record it once once again, but I just don't do that. It is who I am authentically. People know that English is not my native language and it's fine. Uh, and I will be honest, I was struggling with the, the perfectionism for like three decades. And I was creating programs and all of that. What you yeah. just revealed, and this is why I was smiling all the time, is exactly what got me out from that rabbit hole. And in just a few years, elevated my business. So thank you so much for sharing this. Yeah, what, what is the best lesson that you learned during your career? And there's so many, Catherine. I... I... I think one of my favorite lessons that, well, there's a couple, if I, can I share two? Of course you can share. Because they're both, they're both <laughs> around. They, they both happened before I was an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but they really kind of changed the way that I look at, at, at life and business. So I like to talk obviously. And uh, I was a sales rep for this market research company. And I had this firm that in California that I wanted to get business from. We were actually bidding on projects and they kept promising us work and never giving it. Mm-hmm. But there was this really large project that I knew that if I could figure out where they were sourcing work at the time, mm-hmm. that I could come in and make a better offer. And I knew I could, I could get a piece of that business, if not all of it. Mm-hmm. So I came up with a strategy and I came up with these, this, this plan. 
And uh, I decided to go out there to this meeting. And my, my manager was traveling at the same time. He says, hey, why don't I join you? This would be amazing. So we'll go in this conference room mm-hmm. and we're sitting there and we're talking. And actually, she's she's from your area of the world. So she uh, she was talking about some of the work she was doing in in uh, East Eastern Europe. And I started listening to what she was saying. And I knew the moment was coming for, for me to jump in. And so she brought up this topic of this project mm-hmm. and I was all over it. I was ready. So I started diving in and asking questions. And afterwards I'm out in the parking lot talking to my manager. And I said, man, that was, that was a great meeting. He goes, yeah, because it was all right. And I said, all right. He goes, yeah. He goes, well, let me ask you, uh, where's she doing that work? I said, yeah, I said, that's the one thing that's frustrating. She never said, and he goes, oh, no, she said, but you were too busy talking. You talked right over the top of her. You didn't even listen. Mm. And I said, oh, my God. And I realized right then my heart sank. I realized right then that I was guilty of something that uh, has hurt so many people throughout their career. I was too busy talking too busy trying to be the person who was driving the conversation and I wasn't listening Mm. and it transformed the way that I do business because, you know, I still like to talk, but I understood that in sales, it's more about the questions you ask and then shutting up and listening. Mm. So that's one of my favorite lessons because it really changed the way that I, I, uh, I do things. And I actually am a very good listener now. And it's, it's, it's something that I, had to learn and force myself into, but it's transformed me. And the other lesson actually came from that same gentleman. We were training under him and he said, I want you guys to always be a resource. And, you know, at the time as I was you know, in my twenties and I'm a sales guy and I'm like, okay, be a resource. I'm going to what, take care of my clients and make sure I always serve them. He goes, no, I want you to go further. He goes, I want you to always be a resource everywhere. Be thinking about this. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, had a sales meeting planned in in Colorado, and I was going out to meet with this a bunch of different meetings. I had like 10 meetings lined up, but one of them was really excited. And mm-hmm. he's actually a big reason I made this trip. So I show up to the meeting. He's meeting me at this diner, and we're sitting there, and he's super excited, and I can't wait because I know they have a lot of opportunity for me. Uh-huh. And we're sitting there, and all of a sudden he says, he goes, well, Paul, he goes, I love what you're doing. He goes, but I have to confess because I'm really frustrated where I am. And he goes, I'm actually looking to leave. And I was hoping that you might have some opportunities for me. You know, my first instinct, Catherine, was to be annoyed. I was like, wait, what's going on here? I've wasted all this time coming out here and you're telling me you're job hunting. But then I thought, be a resource. I said, okay, no problem. I said, do you have a resume? And he goes, yeah, absolutely, I do. And so he gave me his resume. And I was looking at it, I go, hmm, I know somebody who needs this guy. So I got back and I made a phone call, made an introduction. Next thing I know, he's getting hired at this other company. And I thought nothing of it. Well, that guy followed me for years and he would send me clients. He would uh, give me insider information and different things that were happening in the industry. And he would he always took care of me because I took care of him. And I made it part of my mission to always be a resource and to serve and to make a difference. 
And sometimes it's frustrating when you're a giver and you don't receive, but at the same time, that's the beauty of what we do is often it comes back tenfold in different ways that we don't expect. So this, those are two of my best lessons. This is so deep and profound. Imagine if the whole world understands this. I'm a firm believer that givers do receive, maybe not from the resource or source they gave yeah. to, but from, from the other source. And imagine if we could really listen to each other and really do for each other what we can. Yeah. Everyone would grow. That's so deep. And usually people don't listen. And usually they are like looking what they get, can get out from something. I'm sorry, were you saying something, Catherine? I wasn't listening. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it's, what's interesting is the, uh, the interesting lesson from Be a Resource was, mm-hmm. was uh, twofold because it forced me, not forced me, it gave me permission mm-hmm. to exercise this gift of giving because I've always been somebody who has a giving nature and I want to help people. But it also forced me to learn to receive because there are plenty of people out there that are massive givers mm-hmm. and they are so unwilling to receive because mm-hmm. they get more joy out of giving. Mm-hmm. And it's like the idea of giving presents, but then somebody gives you a present and you don't want it. Mm-hmm. Well, you're robbing that person of joy. So mm-hmm. it forced me to see that Life is a give and take. Mm-hmm. So that's important. Yeah, it is. Really. And this is why I'm now setting the stage for you. And I would like you to share anything you would like about your Boss Academy. Oh, thanks. And about the report which I received from you. Okay, which absolutely. completely like blown my mind. I, I told you I didn't even read the whole thing. <laughs> I was just needed to make a pause and understand how in the name of God these guys know all of this about me. So please take the stage and, and share with my audience. Well, look, I, I mean, I know you're a Mensa girl, so I had to impress you. That's hard to do. So I, I'm <laughs> yeah, well, you're here. a funny guy too. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So in, in 2014, uh, I was at a business networking event. Actually, it was at the end of 2013. I was at this business networking event, and there was a a speaker that was great. She was talking about online marketing, and a couple people asked her questions. And when she answered their questions, I could tell it kind of went over their heads. It was like, you know, she gave answers that were very verbose and and confusing. And so I asked during the Q&A, I said, look, can I provide some clarification to this gentleman over here would ask a question about YouTube. And she goes, great. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And I gave him some insights and, mm-hmm. and then uh, she was very gracious and she was very, she, she goes, I love what you said. She goes, uh, anybody else have any questions for me or for Paul? And so it was kind of funny and you know, the audience laughed, but they started asking me questions mm-hmm. and she was very kind and kind of turned it over to me. After the event, there was about 70 people in the room. And after the event, people were handing me business cards. And this woman approached me and she said, uh, I loved what you said. She goes, I'm the general manager of a radio station over in Dallas. Mm-hmm. She goes, I, I think I'd love to try and line you up as a guest on one of our shows. I said, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. So about 10 days later, a week later, she calls me and she says, look, she goes, we looked you up and we thought about the way you approached yourself. She goes, would you ever consider hosting your own radio show? And I had this idea in my head for this show that I wanted to create called Boss Academy Radio. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I went over and met with her and she offered me a drive time show. 
mm-hmm. on uh, Mondays. And so I, every Monday I drive over to the station and host the show. It's amazing. It was so much fun. But I wasn't doing a lot of work locally. So I decided to launch that as a podcast and in 2015 turned it into a podcast that later in 2017 was on a top 10 business podcast list. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of success with it. But at the same time, my personal life was kind of falling apart. I was going through a divorce and Mm -hmm. trying to run two businesses. I became a single father overnight. and, Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I've got to make priority for my children and keep things moving forward. So I put the show on hold mm-hmm. and I always kind of regretted that decision because that was my place where I served. And that was my place where I was making a difference. And I always knew boss Academy could be more than a podcast. I want to turn it into a community. Mm-hmm. The last year I started to really dive into where I was feeling most fulfilled in my career and, and had the most opportunity. And it was boss Academy. Mm-hmm. So I decided to launch a community, not a podcast, so I brought it back online and built this community. We started as a Friday think tank call where we get amazing people like you on and we kind of dive deep into topics and, and help each other solve problems in, in our business or we talk about things that are happening in the industry. Mm-hmm. And then we built a, a community around that. And it's been amazing. And one of the, you mentioned, you went through the Admanity protocol. Yes. So Admanity is one of the tools that our members get when they come on board as a member. It's a it's a $1,000 product it's this amazing report you go through this assessment that takes about five to seven minutes and as you said you said the same thing i thought the questions didn't seem like they were going to lead you anywhere valuable right it's like well where's this going to go but the output is amazing it's very customized based off your responses and it and it really helps you determine what's your brand type because your brand type actually helps drive how you should be talking to your customers Mm-hmm. So, you know, Catherine, one of the things I think you probably understand is a lot of times buyers, they buy subconsciously. They don't, we're selling to the conscious mind often. We're talking about those features, those benefits, you know, what our product does. And that's all great, but that's more important to us as a seller than it is to the buyer. What the buyer's buying is, did you connect with me emotionally? Mm-hmm. Did you make me think you can solve a problem for me that I've been facing? Can you relieve stress in my life? Mm -hmm. So the Admanity Protocol really gives you this tool that walks you through step-by-step on how to emotionally connect with your buyers on a credible level. level. Mm -hmm. And I love the tool. I've become really good friends with Brian Gregory, the president of the company. And one of the things that uh, he has done is created something that gives the small guy, you know, the small business owner, the, the entrepreneur, the same tools that large companies are paying 50, 60, $70,000 for. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of this, um, I would love to offer this to anybody that wants to, to uh, participate. Mm-hmm. I can give a free version of the Admanity Protocol to your, your listeners, if that's something you would like to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. oh, absolutely. Yes, because I, I realize it's an expert system behind all these questions. Mm-hmm. It's not just a quiz. But what truly impressed me is that when I read just a few first paragraphs, I was like, this is really my business. Like, how did they understood the brand that I'm building since 2015 so well in just like me answering yes or no on 20 questions? It's so powerful. It's so easy to use. And I met you just maybe a few days before uh, Mm -hmm. online and we connected so gracefully 
like really we know each other and we are friends for so long you're yeah. such such a such a generous and such a wonderful guy and i truly believe in your mission and because you did that for me and i really can't wait to dive in and i wanted to set the stage for you so you see it is like giving and receiving it's not just one way around look i made you laugh that's all that i know i made you laugh and you invited me on your show so but no, yeah, that's true. is there a space for humor in business well absolutely and in fact you know within boss academy that was one of the things i was really scared about at first as i was hosting these calls because so i studied improv comedy and then i uh, performed on an improv team actually auditioned to be a part of this team and it was mm -hmm. amazing i did it for a couple of years where we travel around and do shows and then we had a theater where we worked out of and we'd do shows and improv taught me so many amazing lessons about mm -hmm. business so one of the philosophies behind, behind improv is this idea of yes and anybody that's done improv knows what i'm talking about but in business a lot of times we shoot down ideas somebody says well I'm doing this. It's like, well, that doesn't work for me. And I would never do that. That doesn't make sense. It's true. <laughs> you know, we shoot down people's ideas all the time. And, and in corporations, it's awful. Mm -hmm. You know, like a lot of times there's people that just like to be contrary for the sake of being contrary. Mm -hmm. But in yes, and you can't do that because what it's driven off of is this idea that. So I always think back to this one scene. We had this scene where we're doing this show and this one of the, the gentlemen on my team comes out and he's pretending to be Batman. And mm -hmm. so somebody else comes out and he's a superhero. He's Spider-Man. Well, I'm and Wonder I, Woman. That's, that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I come out and I'm Batman and we're just, we're having fun with this. Or I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Superman. And because uh, all these big muscles. And so we're having this amazing scene. We're having so much fun. And all of a sudden this one woman that we work with comes out and she goes, oh, you guys are all crazy. Take your medication and go back to your room. So she killed that scene like that because she, instead of being playful and coming out and being a part of something that was great and we were building momentum, she negated our ideas. And that happens so much in business. So mm -hmm. I, I think about in, in Boss Academy and the calls we have, I'm often making you know light of, of things just to keep the energy up. But I also really want to foster this idea of if somebody has an idea mm -hmm. and they're sharing it and you don't agree with it, don't just come in and shoot it down say, yeah, that's great. And maybe we can take it a different way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example of something that happened recently that I can mm -hmm. share that. Oh yeah. Um, we were actually talking about this idea of how to leverage connecting with people on an emotional level. Mm -hmm. And one of the people didn't agree with it. And they, they basically shot down the idea instead of supporting that and going with it. Mm -hmm. And it happens so much. So if we can actually really embrace a humor, it's important. Mm -hmm. People love to laugh. Mm -hmm. Now there is the risk that you're not going to be taken seriously. If you're always a clown, right? If you're always joking around and not, not serious, but if it's coming from a genuine place and you're, trying to people keep people engaged and make it a fun conversation. But the intent is serious business mm -hmm. at the other end of that. I think it's very valuable and very important. Yeah, Our first I call. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I mean, that's, that's the energy that needs to yeah. flow, you know, and emotional connection is, is one of the most important things. 
not yeah. just in business in life in general i do everything from my heart and i attract only people and clients who are in alignment with that i don't even want to talk to those who are not so it's it's kind of you know when you know your place and your perception is the i ask you this because now we're going to have some fun and i'm going to put a little bit of pressure on you just for fun Sounds and good. ask you very quick questions and you can answer me in one sentence and you have 10 seconds okay sounds good cool <laughs> what's your favorite book uh getting there a book of mentors by joe jillian zoe siegel and it, i'll tell you why afterwards it's amazing after the bell <laughs> okay tell us now i never, I'm uh, never yeah her book uh getting there a book of mentors she went out and interviewed like some of the world's top leaders that are millionaires or multi-billionaires and mm -hmm. and and every one of them had faced some moment in their career where they were failing miserably or devastated and they turned it around. So John Paul DeJoria, who is uh, one of the founders of Paul Mitchell, mm -hmm. he was living in a station wagon car in San Francisco with his son out of the back of this car. Mm -hmm. He had nothing. He was, he was broke and he was trying to build Paul Mitchell with his business partner. And this woman came across him that was an actress and she says, I've got an extra apartment or a room in my apartment, why don't you and your son come stay there? So he did. Mm -hmm. And she had a British accent. So back then it was uh, answering machines. And so he used her answering machine as his business line. Mm -hmm. And he made it, he thought it made him sound really professional having this British voice on there. Mm -hmm. But that actually transformed his life. And he was, he's now worth, I think, close to $3 billion. And that all happened from a place where he was, at a make or break point in his life. So the book is all about as entrepreneurs, I think you almost have to sometimes hit a little bit of the bottom before you can reach the top. Of course. And it doesn't always, <laughs> it doesn't always feel good, mm -hmm. but I think that journey is so, it's so important to understand that because it keeps us going. And it's worth it. Yeah. 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 What do you like to do in your spare time? Spend time with my children. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. You didn't hear the, the ring bell, but you did hear a notification from my Instagram. <laughs> and at the end, what would be your advice for someone who is where you were, for example, before you started the community? Yeah, keep moving. And if you've got something that feels like it is burning, driving you in, in a direction of success, pursue it until you know that it's not the right fit. Mm. that's beautiful where where my people can find you how they can reach out to you well come out to bossacademy.com that's a great place uh, b-o-s-s academy.com and uh, also I connect with me on LinkedIn but as I mentioned I'd love to give a copy of the Admanity Protocol to anybody who wants to participate all I ask is that they schedule a call with me mm -hmm. so if you go to bossacademy.com forward slash Admanity Mm -hmm. which um, you'll share the link for mm -hmm. is it is uh, it's a great place for them to learn about this experience you had. And there's no cost for that. There's no obligation. Mm -hmm. It's just my way of uh, paying it forward. You're amazing. I will share the link for sure. And I will share it in my community. So, so they can get shocked like I am <laughs> positively. Thank you so much for being my guest. I really truly enjoyed it. And I hope you did too. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure. Bye. Thank you for joining us on another inspiring episode of The Catherine B. Roy Show. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. 
Dive into the episode description to access additional resources and connect with me, Catherine B. Roy. Whether it's business growth, personal development, or simply making the world a better place, we're in this together. Subscribe, write a review for The Catherine B. Roy Show. Share it with your loved ones and stay tuned for more remarkable guests and valuable insights. Until next time, keep chasing your dreams and turning your passions into thriving businesses. This is Catherine B. Roy, signing off.